2: Let's go! What's up, everyone? Welcome to Benchtown TV. I'm your host, Jim, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Paul and Brian, and we are Mm. back covering Marvel's newest Disney Plus show, Secret Invasion. Today we are covering episode two. If you're listening from our dedicated Secret Invasion feed, then welcome to Benchtown TV. We are a television podcast that covers so many shows, but we created this dedicated Secret Invasion feed to make it super easy for you all to follow along with us week to week, so please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date. If you found us via the search feed by searching Secret Invasion or Marvel, then you found our Secret Invasion feed. But please be sure to check out our main podcast feed at Bingetown TV because we have seven hosts, plenty of guests. And we've covered almost 75 different TV shows with over 350 plus, almost 400 episodes. So we're sure we've covered something you guys will love. We recently finished covering Yell Jacket, Succession and Barry. And right now we're covering and almost finishing up with Silo. We have about half left of Cruel Summer, but coming very soon will be the newest season of Black Mirror and The Witcher. So we've been pretty busy, and we want you guys to come along for the ride, so please hit that subscribe button. Also, before we get started, I want to bring up something exciting that we just created for Binstown TV. We absolutely love engaging and interacting with all of you, whether it be theories, questions, mistakes, recommendations, or all of the above— It is one of our favorite parts of having this podcast. We've had a lot of people asking where the best place to get in touch with us is. And of course, you can always hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, email, any of those. But we decided we want to create a community where all of us TV lovers can hang out in one place. So we are finally introducing our Discord server. It's at its very, very early stages, but we love to have you guys jump on and be the first people to join and help us build this community. You will have direct access to all seven of our hosts. We want everyone to have some fun. Not just talking about the podcast, but talking about your favorite shows, movies, everything. Like we said, theories, questions, mistakes, recommendations, we want it all, so please join us. We'll leave the link in the episode description, and we can't wait to hang with you all. But now, we are back, guys. The OG MCU squad is here. We have Paul, we have Brian. Brian, welcome back. Paul, we had you last week. We were... Missing you, Paul. You haven't been on the pod for a little bit. Brian, I haven't potted with you in a while, so I'm super excited. Let's get you started, man. I want to hear what you thought about episode one, and then we can start talking about episode two. Making me feel nostalgic about some fat doves right about yeah, now. I'll tell baby. you that
1: much. But yeah, so a little background about me. I'm not a big Marvel comic book guy. I've obviously been following the MCU, but... I've heard of Secret Invasion, haven't read it before. So that's kind of my knowledge base coming into it. Episode one, I actually really enjoyed it. And I've kind of been a little bit unplugged from the MCU since the Infinity Saga, as many people have. But it was good to see them start pretty strong in episode one. I think the stakes were immediately raised. I hear it's 50-50, the Maria Hill rips in the chat for her but yeah i think it was great a great way to start off this show this new villain seems you know strong seems like Mm -hmm. he's not messing around so it's good to see um biggest gripe with episode 1 was Talos just letting Gaia walk free with the bombs oh, which yeah. you guys did hit in episode 1. My biggest gripe overall if Carol freaking Danvers hasn't been <laughs> able to find them a planet after all these years it's because she's not trying hard enough, okay? With oh, those yeah. powers, she should have found them a planet. So I want to see where she's at in all of this. Uh what else? Samuel, I will watch anything that guy is in. He is just magnetic when he's on the screen yeah, he, and i love that- mm-hmm. and it feels like a different marvel show which they have been trying with things like wandavision uh things like she hulk that break kind of the cookie cutter mold and this feels like another attempt at that but it almost seems like elevated television because there's like political intrigue there's scheming there's people like behind the scenes it, it feels like very dialogue driven there's a lot of action so far but like it's not action oriented you know like am right. more not just the straight
2: up popcorn action
1: yeah i'm more crave the scenes like in episode two where talos and uh fury were in the train car together like that dialogue was fantastic so uh you know the action scenes have been nice when they're there but uh, overall i'm just very impressed and i'm i'm really happy to see marvel coming out with a show like this
0: brian all i can think about now is why is everybody blaming Nick Fury when they should be blaming Carol Danvers? You're completely right. right? Why is Nick Fury can't fly through space? That's funny. That's all I can think about right now. But yeah, episode two, really good. Uh, It really moved it along, like Brian was saying. And also, I just can't believe there were some scenes in here that I was like, this is a Disney show. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the same time, that scene, I'll just talk about it. The guy not that bloody before she walked in and the guy was like, Oh, I did everything I could. And I'm like, okay, sure.
2: You didn't do um, that much, bro. I don't see yeah. any blood on you.
0: Yeah. What are you talking about? So does it take away from the show? Not really, not really overall. Like, it's still not about that. It's all about like the, who can you trust and how long have we been invaded and all that? And that, that veal kind of got lifted here. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I, speaking of that, Tylus and Nick Fury, their relationship going forward, Going to be interesting because, you know, he said, you're the only guy I can trust. And now we got some conflict there. But I mean, I'm actually really excited for I'm more excited for episode three than I was for two.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that it was really telling that they've had that conversation this early in the show. We were talking about in episode one, Talos is going to have to have a conversation with Fury because he is he's on the fence here. Going against the species, but also trusting Nick Fury. And he's putting a lot of trust in Fury if he's going to do what he does, basically going to war against his own species, which war was a specific reason that they were almost exterminated. And whether we believe Fury is a step behind or not, he's getting older, things like that. Talos needs to have this conversation with him and decide if he really does trust Fury. Now, funnily enough, it turned into a conversation where Fury was like, I don't freaking trust you now, bro. You lied to me. A million freaking scrolls are here, and we had no idea?
1: At the end of the day, I think they both know they need to trust each other, so I'm hoping... Maybe episode three they'll go their separate ways, but by episode four they're going to be back together. Um, Agreed. I feel like these two deceptions are going to cancel out.
2: Taylor's definitely has a gripe. Like the scrolls put their faith in Fury. This episode showed that they specifically became his spies, a spy network that he created, and said, "You trust me, I trust you. You get it done, I'll get it done." And this is thirty years later. Talos told him like dude you were blipped five years I didn't think you were coming back and then when you did come back you left us so I don't blame Talos at all for allowing the scrolls to come in and I mean now when Fury came back and you have access to Fury and Saber not telling them you know that's the juggling act with the trust there well I kind of want to pivot
1: here to our first scene the flashback we realize that it's not only Talos that Fury has this history with he met Gravik at a very young age as well. And right. it seems like Gravik also bought into what he was promising. And that is, as we see now, his motivation for what he's doing. Once Fury dipped for a decade plus, like he realized, why am I waiting around for him? I gotta, you know, take it for myself.
0: It's interesting to see Gravik's point of view now that he was there from the beginning. You know, he wasn't well, like one of these hungry new age which we kind of had in falcon and the winter soldier with i already forget her name but the big bad there um she was kind of like young and you know we can change the world oh 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 yeah, yeah, and yeah. idealistic mm-hmm. and the flag uh,
1: stompers the, leader the, the, the flag, yeah
0: yes yeah. yes yeah like that this is a different type of scroll he's not like young and hungry he wants to take over the world he's like he's been around he's not seeing any change and he's like all right time to make some change myself so right
2: he seems young because they already had this conversation in episode one with talos and fury i'm 115 or 135 but really i'm only 40 i haven't even hit my midlife crisis yes technically Gravic is young for a scroll but he's been around for the entire 30 years To deal with the fact that he's been neglected or, you know, doing Nick Fury's bidding, if that's the right way of saying it, and then not getting what he's promised.
1: Well, he was orphaned by the war and she made a point to say, hey, he didn't just run and hide. He piloted his own ship and got himself to us like this kid can survive. And from that experience as a child, he went right into the service of Nick Fury. So, yeah, this dude's this dude's ready to go and make some noise. And, yeah.
0: and that scroll that introduced Gravik to Fury, that was Vara, is that correct? Did you guys catch that?
1: She did have um, a name, I didn't commit it to I memory. I think it was yeah. Vara,
0: and then to skip to the end scene, I believe that was Vara as well. Did she have a name Being there? his wife? Yeah.
2: Ooh. Ooh, I didn't catch that.
0: So, I believe this scroll who was helping Fury way back when, Turn. I guess... They fell in love at some point.
2: Oh, oh! So you think that Fury doesn't? Whoa, whoa okay. So you're saying you think Fury knows she's a scroll? Oh, wait. Oh, I think Fury knows she's a scroll. Oh, I took it what? like Fury doesn't, man.
0: That's you're saying really? Fury was getting duped so, the whole time.
2: I'll talk about this really quick. A, f- a little cheap plug for the Bintown Entertainment podcast, <laughs> uh, or actually Bintown Entertainment YouTube channel. I did post. A theory video. I did a lot of theory videos for Yellow Jackets. And I'm moving on to this show, Secret Invasion Now. And my first one that I did was, what's Gravik's identity? And what I went off of, and this is before episode two, obviously. And what I was saying was, we know that Fury's wife is going to be introduced. That was just in the news for this show. The crazy thing about it was that he doesn't have a wife in the comics. He's had lovers. He has a son, but he never really had a wife. She's not canon. She is his MCU wife. So there's she's basically clean slate. Gravic, clean slate. He's made up for the MCU. The title of the YouTube video was What's Gravic's identity? But to to start, I said, how crazy would it be if Fury finds out his wife is a scroll because Secret Invasion had so many big hitter scrolls? And we'll get into this later because we basically find out NATO and world leaders are scrolls. They're big hitters, but we were finding out certain Avengers and things like that were scrolls in the comics. So I was saying we need big deal scrolls that will sh- rock the MCU. And how crazy would it be in an, in a Nick Fury centric show if his wife was a scroll? And how crazier would it be if him and his wife had a son and he didn't know about it and it was Gravic? Now I'm kind of past that.
1: My only thing is why, if they wanted to save that reveal, would they show us the audience that she is a scroll? Because then the reveal is just us waiting for Fury to find out. Whereas if they didn't show us that she was a scroll already, then the reveal would be
2: holy shit, Fury's wife is a scroll. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But it also is one of those things to me where I feel like they want us to know. How out of it he really is. So if you show us that he's walking in the door and his wife is just so nonchalantly being a scroll, and then he walks in and she's normal and he's thinking everything is just fine. The same episode, there's a revelation that a million scrolls exist in the world at this point. That's kind of where I went with
1: well, it. Well, I'll tell you what. They reminded us plenty in episode one by saying it every other line. Yeah, that's true. And number <laughs> two in the meeting with Rhodey in this episode. Did anybody notice how he just quickly put the oh, big security guard in arm, broke his arm?
2: Yeah, he yeah. still
1: got it. I think oh. he his intelligence was not Meaning his like people on the ground, his spy network didn't supply him with intelligence immediately right when he came back to Earth. But like
2: he's getting back into the rhythm of things. I think he is yeah. still more than capable. So, <sighs> That's super interesting. That is very interesting because we I, talked about in episode one how maybe he loved Talos, his wife, Soren, is it? Yeah. Yeah. And he does say like. I know it's good looking scrolls, and you're not one of them to tell us and joking like that. So it was pretty like obvious that he's been having some fun with some scrolls. But yeah, I mean that that's crazy. It's so funny that I took it I took it one way, and you guys took it the other way. And I am fine with either one. I guess we'll find out in episode three. Uh ending point
1: for this conversation. I like to think. That it shows Fury has completely accepted the scrolls and is just that kind of integrated. He that's how much he believes in it. Yeah. He has fallen in love with someone from their kind. I like that too. I, I do like that a
2: lot. Mm. Either way, I'm good. Either way, yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: The way I was taking this ending was that she, if she was like this warrior scroll that they kind of talk about, she would never change out of her human form. So kind of what B-Toms is saying. Like, if the real, real deep ones never come out, even just yeah. to fuck around in the kitchen. And maybe this form or whatever's is more attractive to Nick Fury or something like that. I don't know. But I do love the idea. I mean, if Nick Fury really doesn't know that his wife is a scroll, that would be amazing. But at the same time, I'm going with my theory that I said episode one. I think Fury is playing weak. He's playing yeah. like... He doesn't like he's lost. He's playing. You know, what's what's the most dangerous or what's the most uh the best way to live was to look small and weak. And he's looking small right. and weak right now. So I the I only
2: think- thing against that that I have. And I agree. Like I told you in episode one, Nick Fury, even a couple steps back, is still capable of shit. So I'm not saying he's not. But the only problem I have with what you're saying is that he let Maria die. And he didn't let true. Maria die. I, I, yeah, she died in front of him. Yeah, you're right. She died in front of him. And it, but I just feel like I don't know. I feel like that plan, like even I know. So okay, let's talk about this really quick. Gravic straight up said to Amelia Clark's character Gaia, "He's an old man. He's nothing." So to your guy's point, that's perfect. If Nick Fury's doing what he's supposed to be doing because he's totally getting underestimated. Um, I, 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 I'm I fine either way. I just think that the Maria Hill scenario, I think that whole bomb scenario, they dropped the ball. Oh, yeah. And Definitely. I think it really, <laughs> it's probably on Talos and not Fury, just because he trusted Gaia, and we'll get into what we think about Gaia in that whole scenario too. But really, I guess it is on Talos, because Fury trusts Talos, and Talos trusted Gaia, and there you go. It's tough. I I think it comes
1: down to Gravik is a capable villain. You know, he is a very capable adversary. Talos, like you guys touched on in episode one, doesn't have that killer instinct. Fury maybe was a step behind it could be like i i don't know if you watched the obi-wan star wars one-off that they did but the whole thing was obi-wan lost his connection to the force so the entire six episode was him re-establishing his connection kind of uh, like okay, fury okay. he's lost his yeah. step it's going to take him six episodes and then by the end he's just
2: going to be like controlling every situation around him
1: oh this is good theory in his
2: prime man i'm i'm down with that it, it's been crazy and even Samuel Jackson himself has said, certain movies that have come out and Fury's not involved is just weird. You know, we understand that he was blipped at points, but even before the blip, there were certain movies, and I'm not going to start listing them, but the fact that Fury wasn't involved is crazy, and it it all just comes down to, oh, we, are we going to pay Samuel Jackson? Are we going to take one of his contracted movies and put him in if he's not fully necessary? But you know, normally Fury would be involved. To have Fury back in the mix is phenomenal. In the comics, would he just be present everywhere? Yeah, I mean, he's, like, he's not in the comic... Again, I don't want well, to act a fighter, like... We'll- I mean. Yeah, we'll have Zach the comic guy, and he'll give us a lot of that, but he is always around yes but he's also there's just so many stories where sometimes he's underground because they don't like him right now kind of like what's going on this very second in the show and then there's times where he's the head of shield and it's just it's always changing just like any comic but the way that they made him in the mcu he should have been around cool yeah because they
0: he's the main contact that like reaches out i feel like to all the avengers to actually get them like he's the he's the one that knows where everything is but um right. to go to when they're in the train car uh, mm-hmm. we got the drop of emperor Drog. um is did we know that name from previous that was just like the leader of the scree i uh,
1: i highlighted it i didn't recognize it but it could be the leader of the Cree, but Jimmy's giving me the do to decide. I don't, it's not Jude Law's character, right? So I don't. Well, and also Emperor Drog, he said all of us in his colony. So assuming that's a colony of scrolls. Yeah. Not Cree. Not ringing any no, bells for me yeah, to be Okay. Honest. So that's a new name, but I highlighted it too because it's not nothing. They wouldn't just like throw it out.
0: Gotcha. And then also in this scene, Talos, after he reveals all one million are here, oh. he says, you know, I want scrolls to coexist with humans. Um, yeah. And Fury's like, dude, we can't even coexist with each other. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what Talos was thinking. Like, I guess maybe because they've been living among humans and, you know, nothing has happened yet. But humanity would freak the fuck out Wh- whenever they did find out. I feel like there was no possible scenario where that works. I don't know. What do yeah, you guys think it's,
2: about that? It, it's a shame because Fury was being very blunt in his delivery of this scenario to Talos because he was hurt that the whole thing was being kept from him. But it's just he just specifically gave that story about his upbringing, how he had to stay in a different train and how he had to eat in a different spot and it everything that he had to deal with in his upbringing and yeah,
0: and it's it's not like t- like talking smack on the scrolls at all it's more like like when you watch Guardians of the Galaxy 1 they are just on that planet with a billion different races everybody's just walking among each other they know like yeah. planet travels a thing it's like humanity's not there yet like humanity yeah. would not be able to to handle and coexist with any anybody
2: yeah. And like you said, he's not saying this against scrolls because whether I'm right or you're right, we know that he loves the scrolls and he coexists with them. He's very fond of the scrolls, but he's just saying, no offense, but humanity sucks right now. We're not, it's not happening. But it's just that the delivery wasn't great because he was upset and he was saying what he had to say angrily. And I loved the conversation because it was a back and forth between two people who respect each other, but they're both hurt. They both, you know, Talos is dealing with something right now that we talked about in episode one. And I said earlier in the episode, and now Fury is dealing with, in his mind, betrayal on Talos's part, even though Talos really does have, you know, he's justified to say, dude, you were gone. You were the only person that I trusted on earth For 30 years, you were killed. You were blipped. So maybe it sucks. Maybe I should have told someone, but I told the scrolls we needed to survive, so I brought them to Earth. You came back. You went to Saber, and I get it. Fury was like, dude, you know how to contact me, but it's like, you still left them. It's just, there's a fine line when it gets to that point. When Fury comes back, and him and Talos are homies, he should have said something. They were both equally betrayed by each other.
1: Had... Had Fury come right to him and been like, "Yo, dude, we're still good. I'm honoring the deal." Right after he was blipped, that would be one thing. But he didn't, and yeah, like you said, he knows how to contact him. But Fury was right. You didn't contact me because you didn't want to rip off this band aid. Uh, so, like I said in the beginning, I I think it's going to come down to a wash.
2: Yeah, and the, yeah, and they'll get back together, and it'll be okay. And we can kind of use this as a seg even though it's not in order, but this whole thing is really crazy because now in episode one we hear from Gaia that there's a hundred agents in the field and those agents are deep undercover and we don't know who they are and they don't know who each other are. So we were going like, right, there's a hundred people. But now we're talking about a million people and Yes, they are Talos' people, apparently, but we also know that they can be taken to the other side just as easily. And the thing here is, in episode one, Talos says to Fury, I was kicked out of the council. And the council is the council that Gravik went to. Gravic replaces him in the council. So this council that exists that has Shooter McGavin in it, and it has NATO, and it has all the world leaders. Did Fury know that that's the place? That's who they were taking the place of, or did he just know that a Scroll Council existed and Talos was a part of it? Like, Uh, was Fury is he privy to the fact that world leaders are Scrolls right now, or is this something Talos? was keeping close to the chest and that's a big dog betrayal. When was he kicked off the council, did he say? During the whole thing where Gravik was acting up saying, you know, Fury went to Sabre and he doesn't give a shit about us. Okay. They he kind of riled them up and then Talos was trying to calm them down and they kicked him out and Gravik replaced him. Now Gravik's the general, the, the number yeah, 1. Yeah.
0: That's hard to tell because, you know, if how much did Talos tell Fury? And if Fury knew all that, why wouldn't he tell uh Rhodes, who was in that meeting with literally a bunch of them? Um, you know, at the same time Rhodes is kinda going against him there. So also yeah.
1: while he was gone, they could have advanced their position. Like when Fury knew about it, they might not yeah. have had the status of UK prime minister.
0: Or, like, other people just got replaced or Mm -hmm. something like that of the council. But, yeah, that's a really good question because, like, how much... If Fury didn't know a million people were here on the planet, a million scrolls, like, he only thought there were a couple handful in hiding. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like he wouldn't think they would go too high and overstep their bounds.
2: Yeah. And that's where it comes to when I'm saying, you know... In Secret Invasion, we I, and I already said in the first episode, I'm not going to spoil any of the reveals because this might make people want to read the comics. So I don't want to ruin that for anybody. But a lot of the big reveals were our superhero friends, and people will go, "Jesus, like this guy or girl was a scroll this entire time." And I already said this in episode one. You can <laughs> wiggle your way through comic history and be like, "This person's been a scroll this entire time since this point," and it's just. Whoa, that is unbelievable. And we're getting there in a similar way when you're talking about world leaders. They haven't pushed it yet and picked an Avenger or somebody, which we'll get to that in a little bit. But it's the next best thing here where they're saying, you know, NATO and prime ministers and leaders of the country, not necessarily superheroes, but they're scrolls. We'll get some superheroes, hopefully. But for now, it's just showing us how deep it is going. Yeah, I mean, into the world politics.
0: Just to go off of that episode one, the opener that was a main character that they immediately yeah. off the bat said was a scroll. Now we didn't really talk about that, did we? Because does that mean that Gravik has him in the chamber? Well, we did talk
2: name. about that. Yeah, yeah we you, talked
1: about that. I mm-hmm. think you asked that exact question. I just <laughs> thought about Actually, it twice. Yeah. No, it was good. Talking about Everett. I must right?
2: not have answered it good enough the first time. So, yeah, you didn't <laughs> yeah, give we're me talking good about enough. Ross. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, we Ross, learned Everett, from Ross. how Maria Hill is killed that they could just straight up turn into whoever they want. They don't have to have their memories. So, definitely a weird scenario because. Ross comes in. It's all surface-level talk. Nothing that really gave any, like, information or any reveal that he was being probed and they have too much information about him. But it's also crazy because Maria Hill, who was deep with Fury and Talos, was his extraction while Talos was tailing him. It's a weird scenario. And and, and actually, a friend of the pod actually brought up something where he was saying... Bob, okay, so what he was saying... Friend of the pod, Craig was saying that friend of the pod and friend of us, Craig was saying that he actually thought that Ross has always been a scroll, but a good scroll, like a Taylor scroll, but then flipped to the rebellion. Has so, always been. Didn't he get messed enough. up and had to be like
1: healed in Wakanda?
2: Well I so I don't seen. know yeah I, my whole thing was that I think that a, that he has to be totally separate because of everything from Wakanda. Yes. But he was agree. saying yeah. that, after that. Yeah, but he was saying maybe he has been in deep as a scroll at some point, you know, what? I don't know when he would have been flipped, but for a long enough time he was a good scroll and the reason why he was getting the extraction from Maria is because she knew him as a good scroll and not a traitor. I buy it. So and- yeah.
0: And speaking of uh, all that stuff in Oclanda, uh, that seems to be like the scroll's one weakness, or the, at least the one way to tell that their scroll is literally just their blood, right? So, if you well, no, m- they
2: they we, yeah, we figured out that the green blood thing doesn't exist in this. Yeah, it's either
1: uh, I mean, chopping off, off a limb from, works, yeah. but like murder, yeah, killing them,
2: forcing them to return to their body.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, because. That.
2: I was saying in episode one that I'm pretty sure in the comics, whether they're consistent or not, scrolls have green blood, but they don't in this. And we talked about the power broker and Sharon Carter back in Fat Dubs, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We were like, is it her being a scroll, or is it not because she got shot and she has red blood? And I said, it might not matter. And this proves it doesn't matter. That makes them way harder to detect. I would say. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, That Mm -hmm. is a,
1: Extra layer for them in the show.
0: Mm. Just got to start pulling the trigger and hoping they're scroll and <laughs> yeah. keep, pull the trigger. What if Nick Fury's
2: Nick Fury's wife is back. Nick Fury's wife is totally undercover as his wife? He doesn't know she's chopping those carrots. She chops her finger off and booms! It turns into a scroll finger, and he's like, "Jesus <laughs> Christ!" If that <laughs> is the reveal, that would be yeah. insane. Well, I yeah.
1: was
0: honestly going to say that was like the be the biggest way to tell you know, uh, that fury knows that he's married to a scroll because if you're married to somebody what are the chances that you see their blood one time like if they cut themselves but if that's not a thing you know it's not a thing and she could be deep under there that makes me definitely lead more into that theory
1: so should we transition and talk about this council meeting yeah let's do it um Couple casts of characters of these scrolls. The Italian guy is is pretty (laughs) funny. Um, I thought it was interesting. Gravik had already kind of gotten into the UK prime minister's ear and she was like ready to flip sides already. I mean, he it makes sense that someone as smart as him wouldn't go in there, at least knowing he had one surefire vote. And then our girl, Shirley, who was like, I won't take part in this. I'm not bending the knee. But also, yeah. I kind of respected that Gravik said, you know, go in peace, sister. I respect you. Um, I'm mm-hmm. hoping that remains the vibe so long as Shirley doesn't like cross him again. That would I like villains that are like not right. Completely the sympathetic list. Yeah, exactly. Not even sympathetic, but like not violent unnecessarily. You know, they're not Right. Yeah, and he doesn't seem to be like that. He seems calculated, methodical, and,
2: yeah, logical. Yep. He knows that this is a dying species, and he's not going to kill off one of his scrolls yeah, Fair. just for that. Like you said, calculated. The whole scene was badass. It just shows Gravic; He owns the room. We'll get into Gaia and Gravik in a little bit, but he owns the room, like you said. He has his one person take his side. The whole council ends up taking his side except for Shirley, and he lets her go in peace. They all bend the knee. They change into their scroll faces, however you want to say it, and we have a new general, and... Cracks me up. Shirley goes, calls Talos, and he's just walking down a dark alley for whatever reason <laughs> to, to take the call. And he's just well, contemplating his... Fury yeah, he made just him walk. gave him the food <laughs> off the train. Yeah. He's like, I he think made this him is your stuff,
1: Talos. Get he's like out.
2: contemplating that conversation, like, <laughs> damn, Fury, you're making me walk, you asshole. And he says, you know, get me a meeting with Gravic. That'll be very interesting. And we saw from the mm-hmm. trailers, you know, to, I don't know if you saw this, Brian, because you're not a trailer guy, but the trailer for the entire... Um, show is a meeting there shows a meeting between Gravik and Taylor's and I'm not going to say what happens in the meeting in the trailer because it is cool shit and it's I want you to actually see it when it happens. I'm glad you already know it must be very yeah. rewarding for you <laughs> I know right but, but the, sounds great
0: the council yeah. <laughs> did drop the line you know what if the Avengers return and what was Gravik's is response
2: uh, you think I, think I haven't thought of that yeah
0: yeah but then did he elaborate so, on it at all well,
2: i don't like the reasoning there's one so talos is it talos who said that the fury or is it Rhodes? when they're somebody says to fury where are the avengers should we call the avengers and he's like i don't want them to be called because then the scroll could change into them and all of a sudden they're terrorists well to me that's the most bullshit answer that i could think of because why can't they just change into one of them anyway and do that if they want to yeah
1: I'm sure they have access to their like I don't know. They could oh, Google you have to them look them at them something like that. Sure. I'm yeah, pretty sure you yeah. just take
2: a. I mean, you can literally be like, you could be a dead person. You could be like Captain America is back. Chris Evans is back, and I say screw America. I'm Russian now. Like they can do whatever the hell they want. That's like the crazy thing. And yeah. I don't like that answer by Fury. It's just it is what it is. The answer is because we're not. This is a Disney Plus show, and we're not getting all the stars on it. But I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way because they kind of said something about it and then didn't elaborate. But later on, we'll see if something happens because Gravik, that would be sick if Gravik actually, when he says, you didn't think I thought about that already, has literally already had somebody in place. And we do get a fake Avenger that is actually a scroll.
2: Gravik has thought about it and Gravik is a super scroll right now, which is what we start to find out later in the episode. But first, let's rewind, because we didn't talk about Gaia yet. There's a lot of sketchiness when it comes to Gaia, because the last episode ends where we're saying, did Gaia betray Talos, or was Gaia just her own bait where Gravix set her up, knew she would go to Talos, tell him what the deal is, and then just not tell her the right thing so that it would screw the whole thing up for Talos and Fury? And to me, and I want to know your guys' opinion because apparently I'm totally off on Fury's wife here. So, but I I would love to hear your guys' opinion on this too. Like, I took it like she wasn't privy and she was used because Talos, or I'm sorry, Gravic kept eyeing her daggers all episode, even though he's keeping her close because he knows she's important. He knows Mm. she's the freaking daughter of Talos. When the guy gets murdered for betraying the the safe house, when he's getting shot, Gravic is just staring right into her eyes when the guy gets yeah. shot. Yeah.
0: And she's like shaking her head like this isn't right. And I um see the way I was taking it was the same thing that Gravic was suspicious of her, but I had Gaia as she was completely in on the plan. She ge- she gave him the fake infrared spray diversion mm-hmm. and then was in on the plan. And then did she feel immediate regret afterwards? And like now she realizes all this other shit because, like, she, like you said, she's sneaking around. She, like, he brings up the term loyalty a few times here and there. Um, and they're not honest to each other because, you know, even at the computer as she's looking up Rosa Dalton, the scientist, which is a whole other conversation, um, she like lies and goes back to the new recruit and everything like that. So mm-hmm. I, that, I, can't tell if she's like slowly becoming good after that decision to bomb those people. And then that begs the question, like freaking, is, is she redeemable after she just killed? 2, exactly. People?
2: That's what I wanted to ask you guys, because it is, it's kind of like a fork in the road here. Cause it is either one of those. I believe she's not bad. She's going to turn good. Now, is she going to turn good because she was always good. And you know, she was one of those young people quote-unquote young, for scrolls, kids, people, whatever, that got sucked into the Rebellion, went the wrong way for a little bit, realized it wasn't great, found out her mom died, found out the Rebellion is what killed her mom, ended up going back to Talos, but Gravik was one step ahead, knew the deal, used her as bait, and took it out on Fury and Gravik. Or, are you, what you're saying, Paul, was she always in, and she actually sandbagged her dad And then saw how bad shit got and how super rebellious (laughs) without you know how crazy Gravic is or how far will Gravic is willing to go and now is turning back. If it's the second way, then we need to talk about, like you said, is this character redeemable in a way where we can allow her to join the homies? Uh, It's Daenerys, man. (laughs) It is Daenerys.
1: I don't know. (laughs) Amelia. Clark has bagged a lot of good faith with me, so I would probably overlook it personally.
2: Yeah, right. They're
1: fake deaths, it's just TV.
2: Um, (laughs) is she redeemable? Um, well, wait, Brian, first, do you think which one do you at were you taking it when you were watching it? Like, which way did you go with it in your mind? Well,
1: I do think she's going to turn. Although that could end in her, like, sacrificing herself after realizing the error of her ways. But, like, if she does turn and they beat Gravik, then, yeah, I think they would accept her help, especially if so, Talos is still kicking around or if Talos sacrifices himself. Because at the end of the day, if you're the father and you catch your daughter with three bombs
2: and you just let her walk off, <laughs> yeah, the accountability right, then goes to you. Yeah.
1: So you, I, I, and, you... and
2: that's not even a joke. Yeah, no, no, I feel you. And so you're saying you think that she was part of the plan. Uh, it's the bombing plan.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I okay, think she, okay, she okay. made the decision in, in that instance that she's sticking with the rebellion. And that's why they had the decoy infrared. Right. Spray. OK, OK. Uh, which is why I'm I'm that probably bought her. Uh... I don't know. That probably put her back on Gravik's radar that she even had the interaction with the dad, but I'm sure the infrared decoy kind of Yeah, okay. that's a good point, Jimmy. I'm not sure where she's at with Gravik. Yeah.
0: One <laughs> thing that I was wondering was when Talos met up in episode 1 was that actually
2: Gaia, yeah, that's what you what... said in episode one. Yeah, dude. Oh, so you're I... saying is that actually Gaia or actually Talos? Because in episode one, you said, is that is it... Talos? Is that Gravik being Talos? Yes. Like seeing if she would turn?
0: No, I switching because that was <laughs> Talos because he had, Higher to get, vibe. <laughs> he had to get the information. So Talos, that was actually him. But I'm saying, was that actually like Gravik pretending to be Gaia? And then like Gaia actually never knew that her dad was trying to interact with her. Or like have that conversation or something like that, and she was just going
2: along with the plan as, as, and she had no idea that there was a conversation between them. The last time they talked was when the dad said that the mom died. Yes, I mean that's the that's why you do this show. Who can you trust? That's the point of this show. Anybody could be scrolls. Anybody could be screwing with us.
0: And like scrolls can't tell when another scroll is human. So that's
2: why they're uh, that's what the whole point of her saying there's a hundred of them and they don't know who each other are or any of that.
0: They are
1: setting up these crisscrossing strands of trust between all the relevant characters very nicely, I will say mm-hmm. that. Um, but I do kind of want to move us along. Quick scene yep. where Gaia kind of Gravik returns to the nuclear plant and Gaia follows him to the back room. I don't think he's there specifically, but she does see what the Daltons are working on. Do we have? Any guesses as to specifically oh, yeah. what that machine does? And quickly, Jimmy, I know you did it in episode one, but could you define what a Super Scroll is
2: and how we know that uh, Gravik is one currently? Right. So I'm not saying I know that he is, um, okay. but I'm guessing he is. So Super Scroll exists in the comics. The Scrolls are a huge villain for the Fantastic Four, and the Super Scroll, one of the original iterations, is genetically enhanced so that he has, and I don't even know if you say scrolls or he or she. I I don't even are they. I don't know how that works, but they, I think dude, they're male mind or your pronouns. Skrulls. Yeah, right. So they are genetically advanced, and they have the super scroll has thing. Mister Fantastic, Miss Fantastic, and Johnny Storm's power. so stretching, fire, the rock exoskeleton, and I don't know if he has the the invisibility or if it's the shield that Sue storm can do, but either way, badass, right? It's pretty hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. And the super scrolls, 100% are a big, bad villain for the comics, not just the fantastic four, but the comics, um, the superheroes in general. So when we're going into this scene here, we have the doctor and we have, Gaia snooping, but then she gets onto the computer. And when she goes onto the computer, we see some Groot. names. Yep.
0: We saw a Groot, Frostbeast. We see
2: that she's genetically enhancing. Groot, Frostbeast, Cole Obsidian, and who's the last guy, the bad guy from Iron Man 3? Extremis. Extremis, yes. So... Okay, so, so Brian, me and Paul just decided here that there's something going on in the trailer and we need to kind of know about it for the, the audience because the audience I already know from my TikTok like, are super like freaked out about the trailer and they know about it and they want to talk about it. So I'll allow you to take your headphones out for a second if you want. It's not a huge deal. I feel like this machine is a super scroll maker and if that's yeah. what you're getting okay, to, so, but, I, I'm yes. okay with that. Right. So basically what I'm trying to say is Groot, Frostbeast, Cole Obsidian, Extremists are shown. Funnily enough, Groot stretches. And the reason why we know about stretching, here's the here's the spoiler for you, Brian. There is a scene in the trailer where Gravik stretches his arm. Okay. Okay, that's it. That's all there is. And that's why he's a super scroll, and that's why I know, because he could stretch his arm. He stretches it. Not like Mr. Fantastic, but he kind of does it like a Groot, where it turns into, like, branches, right? Cross Beast, eh. People were s- saying, like, you know, ice, and maybe there's, like, some kind of, like, invisibility kind of thing to that, but Coal Obsidian, his whole thing is the-, the hard exoskeleton. Extremis, fire. So basically, they're making a Super Scroll without using the Fantastic Four at this point. But they're genetically enhancing... Warriors. So
1: you think Gravik already is because it seemed like the Daltons were still in the developing phase. So we may see Gravik as a last ditch effort become a super scroll unless you think he already is.
2: Right. Um, we don't know when the trailer what the trailer is about when it's showing it. That's the problem. Also, and I, can all, we, you know, I'm on your side with can the trailers.
1: We all take a step back and be like, who wants to know going into this show that he is yeah. a super scroll? Come on. No, Disney I agree. I agree. Batter.
2: And that, that's the problem because as a podcaster, I feel like I need to talk about it because everybody watches the trailers, but I'm on your side where I don't want to see things like that. Show me some cool stuff to make me say I want to watch the show if I'm going to have to watch the trailer, but don't show me that he's going to be a super scroll. If, you know, not everybody, we always talk about this casual fans versus, you know, fine tooth comb going through stuff fans. And as soon as you see the stretching arm, you know he's a Super Scroll if you're a comic fan, yeah. and the thing is here. There's a couple things that we can we could talk about, a little Easter egg and some stuff like that. When we see her snooping on the doctors, Dalton's pissed because she's saying that this. I think she's saying Scavenge, right? The Scavenge areas are empty, and I the can't Harvest use area it. wasn't the there, harvest, and it there wasn't her. It was the guy was getting okay. pissed
1: that. Gravik was giving him put, making him go to these locations to harvest and, and all of empty. them were coming up empty uh Dalton right. for her part seems like a very loyal person because he says our fearless leader isn't always right and she's like I'm sorry did I mishear you because uh, I couldn't yeah. have heard just say that um yeah that's all I got it seemed like an interesting dynamic but Dalton seems like she's
2: gonna be a head honcho yeah, yeah. so we know that everybody that's being utilized, not Groot, but I'll talk about that in a second. You know, Extremis, gone. Um, Cole Obsidian, he had his arm chopped off, and that's why, um, you know, there's already a case that was found as an Easter egg where they have his arm in a case, and that's how they're, they're scavenging pieces or things they can use. Easter egg, which is very important, especially to the Ross thing. If you look at the picture of Groot on the computer screen, it's from when he is in, I believe it's in... Endgame or Infinity War when they're fighting in Wakanda, and they're having the big throwdown with Thanos. That's it. That's Infinity War, right?
0: Yeah, that's Infinity War. Yeah,
2: they're having the big throwdown, and Groot does his big, does the damn thing. There's pieces of Groot in Wakanda, meaning the scrolls have in- infiltrated Wakanda. That's where they harvested. Wow, is that where that yes. said it said origin? Origin is where Groot's from, which is another Easter egg because they've never confirmed he's from Planet X and Is Planet Vin Diesel thing? it exists in the comics but Vin Diesel randomly was just like yo Groot's from Planet X Foggy will confirm it and it was never confirmed in actual canon for like the TV or movies or anything but it said Planet X and everyone took that as that's the confirmation for Groot Damn. there's Should a lot Vin in Diesel th- yeah there's a lot in there so there's a chance that the that the scrolls have infiltrated Wakanda. Could that mean that they got in and took Ross's place? Maybe. But also, anything about Wakanda, superpower, they are, you know, they're secretly, slash not secretly, one of the biggest superpowers in the world. So, so I think... Sh- I th- What what were you gonna say? The the
1: roadie stuff. The roadie stuff. Yeah, Yeah, the roadie stuff. Let's do it. First off, I love the initial scene where he is just bending off questions from NATO, just like uh, allegedly. Yeah, right. Uh, I can take those back to the FBI to have them verified, but like, I'm not gonna waste my time uh, over these clearly doctored photo photos of Fury and uh, Maria Hill. It, just doing his thing. Uh, but then yeah, what does let's- he
2: say if Slovakia looks at me again? I'm gonna put the suit on. And- <laughs> I'm carpet
1: bombing those bastards. Yeah. Um, but the meetup, I, I, I that. So I know you guys were talking about is Rhodey a scroll, and I feel like this is a potential red herring because why would Rhodey ever betray uh, Fury? And that's very surface level analysis. I think both of them were chirping back and forth. This is the first scene where I was like, oh, maybe Fury did lose a little bit of his touch, but I think it's just more he assumed that he was going to come right back down and have that same status as he did. And clearly Mm -hmm. Rhodey has done his time. Paid his dues and climbed the ladder. And, you know, Fury's been gone. So the roles have shifted i really liked this conversation i thought roadie was well in his bag he is the president's right hand man the president i am more concerned about at this point in time than roadie uh in terms of being a scroll i really liked this scene not for fury except for when he put the bodyguard in, uh, in an arm bar but for roadie i i thought
2: this was a great scene yeah i agree but let me let me say one thing to you before we continue because what i say might Change your mind a little bit or make you want to talk a little bit more and break this down. So on the Town TikTok, I just posted something about a couple hours ago. Rhodey, for better, for worse. Like you said, he was in his bag. He took care of Fury. That's not usually our Rhodey's personality, but that's whatever. I'm not going to say that's that's he's a scroll because of that. But 30 years ago, Fury met Captain Marvel. And the only other movie that really has to do, and I, okay, you know, Spider Man No Way Home, or I'm sorry, um, which one's the one? Homecoming? No, what's the middle far one? Far From Home. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Spider Man Far From Home had scrolls in it. WandaVision had scrolls in it at the end. But the main storyline with scrolls, Captain Marvel, the last time there was a main storyline with scrolls, Fury is talking to Captain Marvel and she calls him Nick. And he says, nobody calls me Nick. My name is Fury. And she goes, what about your mom? Fury. What about if you have kids? They'll call me Fury. Not Nicholas. Not Nick. Not Joseph. Fury. And Rhodey calls him Nick. Now, is he slating Fury just because he's pissed at Fury and he's trying to just be like, hey, Nick? Because, you know, that's how you would do it if you're trying to give a little backhanded slap. Or... Is this a scroll accidentally revealing himself by saying something that everyone knows? He says nobody calls me Nick.
0: I' get in that, here. That's true. But it also could be I doubt it. I'm just throwing darts here. It could be him like signaling Rody, like, hey, I'm it's like I'm calling you something weird here. I'm calling you it's like Lois to Peter. I'm calling you a name that I've never called in our entire lives. Hmm. please realize something is wrong by me calling you Nick instead of Fury because like you know he's being monitored he's, he's basically given like the wink from iRobot like he, he's trying okay so to... you're
2: okay I like that so you're saying road not a scroll but he's being he's trying to let Fury know that something's going down and saying you know he'll say yeah, oh shit maybe, maybe weird he
1: happening. is very aware that he is completely surrounded by scrolls and he's just playing his part until he has a move to make Okay.
2: Ooh. I I Brian, I agree. Like I really do think Rhodey is a red herring. I really do. And the problem is he's actually perfect to make a scroll because he's an avenger, but he's not Thor and he's not well, Spider-Man and he's someone that you can say, "Hey, he was a freaking scroll this whole time or from a certain point, but you're not really game changing it by saying thor this whole time was or yeah you know anybody he's the perfect choice but i do think he's a red herring but the nick thing whether it's what you're saying paul or what i'm saying it's it's weird because why in the why make that such a big deal in a in a scroll movie that exists nobody calls me nick and then, yeah, you and know, and again, it could, forgot about it.
0: That's the, that's the, and only. <laughs> that's the
2: thing. We always do that shit. Wandavision. vision. We learned our lesson, you know, Yeah. we I, really did. Now nah, I'm glad you brought that up, Jimmy, because I do think that
1: is a thing. I'm just not sure what it indicates that he is a scroll right. or that he isn't a scroll.
0: Um, But, but it's yeah. gotta mean something. Okay. So when he leaves here, Yuri goes to get his car, right? Yeah. Is, is this the same car from, from Captain Marvel? First
1: off, I need to quote him. He says, I'm wow. Nick Fury. Even when I'm out,
2: I'm in. Yeah. And then he dips. It's totally Johnny drama. Oh, what yeah. do you think, I'm out of the game. I am the game, pal. <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it was great. I loved <laughs> love it.
2: it. Now, the only problem I did have. Is that I got a little sad when he sat down on the bench and looked like he was a little worse for wear. He looked like he was a little exasperated and, uh, you know, whether it was physically or holy shit, what just happened in that room?
1: Well, I think it's he just got the bomb. There's a million scrolls on Earth. And then he just said, I'm sorry, he just got told you no longer have the resources to fight that fight. We're cutting you off. You have no rank status in the U.S. military government, whatever. So He's Nick Fury. He's still going to try and fight this fight, but he's not going to have anything to do it
2: with. Right. Except Talos when they get back together. Yeah, well, we'll see. Talos yeah, we'll is see. losing
1: his scrolls to uh, Gravik. so we'll, yeah, we'll it's see. True. Let-
2: By the way, I just want to say I, f- I freaking love Talos' actor. I'm not going to try to say his last name. Ben Mendelsohn? Ben- Mendelssohn, I think it is. Yeah, I feel yeah. like with the H's in there, I might screw it up. But I first saw him in Bloodline. I know he's been in a million things. I know he's been in Star Wars now, too, recently and that kind of stuff. But I love that actor so much. I love his voice. I love everything about him. He's the man.
1: <laughs> well, this is a good transition because an actress I've loved is Sonya's actress. I don't know who she is. These are the first two episodes of anything I've seen her in. But she reminds me of a British like melanie linsky playing someone who's like higher up politically that's yeah. just what i'm getting and that is the highest praise <laughs> if you have been following our yellow jackets uh coverage but sonia this episode was fantastic i mean just she going was. in to confront the uh w-
2: well wow he that was planted a- go ahead, yeah he go was ahead. planted yeah, he was planted in the bombing to be the american that gets caught Mm -hmm. So that they can say it was America that bombed Russia. Now Mm -hmm. he is being taken and he's being interrogated and she knows he could be a scroll. but the people interrogate him jokingly. Like Paul said, didn't do very well. First off, didn't even chop a freaking finger off and told her they did everything they could, but I don't think they, they don't know who they're dealing with, but she comes in fully understanding that there's a possibility and that's why
1: did you say in towards the beginning of the episode, do
2: we think Sonya's a scroll? That was my guess for episode one when I'm I out. didn't have I'm out. I'm I agree. And I actually said in episode one, I was like, I don't even I don't even think there's another choice. So I'm just gonna pick Sonya. But I yeah. love the roadie and I love the president option. Um, but the Sonya option I just had to go for because there's like no one left on the board. But no, I'm out on her too. Yeah, and like
0: they just didn't want to follow her down the hatch or something. I mean, they're very competent scrolls. I feel like they could catch up to her. Oh well, it is what it is. But for a second,
2: um, I thought that Gaia going behind, going to the back when she said I'm going to check the back. I thought she was going to run into Sonya. Did like ever, I didn't know if the.
0: Do we ever get a payoff from that? She got off. She went behind the alley. She started speaking Russian on the phone. Yeah, and then I don't think we ever got a full payoff. Only episode two. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm saying, like, keep that in your back pocket for a she's rainy day. She's talking to Sharon or, Carter. When you got to whip a theory out. Well, does yeah. Sharon speak Russian? What other is she speaking she's, to? Z- she's a scroll, Zemo? man.
2: She could talk. She could speak whatever she wants.
0: You remember our boy Zemo? Yeah, is Baron. Oh,
2: dude. Baron Zemo, he jumps in and he's like, bunch, bunch, bunch
0: yeah bunch, Is he bunch, out bunch. of prison? Who knows?
2: But, yeah, I mean, Sonya, she beasted it this episode. Hey, man, the injections of literal blood-boiling serum, that is insane. And you knew this guy was dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. You knew this guy was dead. Uh, Unbelievable. But even with her, she walks in, she says, where's the escape hatch? The only problem that I had, and you guys can, like, this might just be me being a dumbass, but she closes the door, and then she puts the bar against the door and says, Alone at last. The door opened the other way. It doesn't open towards her. What's there? <laughs> what's that there for? And then when they open the door, it's not even there. No, she did it right.
1: It's it pulls out away from her, and she put the bar. She so did that it right.
2: Can confirm. Oh, she did.
1: I, I looked at it. I so, had, had to make okay. sure.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 Um. Yeah. So I guess we don't really get a payoff with Amelia Clark's guy's character at that point, but we know we already talked about this the, the home is worse for wear. he he told enough he gave up the safe house they pass by the safe house keep on driving how does this guy not realize he's getting freaking sopranoed at that moment going into the woods Did we make guy it gets home? walked uh, yeah guy gets walked off into the woods he's like do we make it home boom shot like I said Taylor or I keep doing that Gravic is staring daggers into Gaia while this is happening and she's obviously shaking up. Was he staring daggers or was he I literally so.
1: asleep? I thought he was. No, asleep. he was looking at her. Honest. He was looking
2: I at her. I thought his eyes were.
0: He was giving her the oh. side eye. Okay. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't was really stand. staring
2: daggers, but he was looking. He was giving her like the look. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Hey, easily I'm mistakeable. Ex- it was dark. Yeah. Yeah, it was dark. Also, and... worth repeating
1: that guy's of OA fame. So. Oh hell yeah. Uh Ben
2: something a deer. Kingsley Benadier, yes. Yes, Ben a And he's also in Piggy Blinders. So well,
1: hey, yep. that's that's been on my list forever. So yeah. So
0: uh, like when he said I'm gonna break out of these change and then like kill you, why could was that just a threat Yeah, like, why he couldn't, couldn't actually... he? I
2: don't know. I because don't know. Of, I thought he was going to because, because he's a scroll. It, it was just, just
1: an empty threat. All bark, no bite. That's why he died. Yeah, I don't
2: it's, know. That we we talked about way. this. We talked about this before. How there is some issues with figuring out the power of the scrolls and what they can mm-hmm. actually do. What they can't was Gaia holding back when she fought Maria Hill because we saw that the Talos fight with the other bomb maker. They were smashing each other through concrete. You know, Guy punches Maria Hill, a normal human, in the face. Eh was she holding back because she's not that big because she was trying to run away or she did get wrecked though. Yeah. But, but they were killing each yeah. other. Like the two right. scrolls You're were right. smashing each other through concrete. Also, I just want to say that these scrolls who they're not indestructible, obviously they can get shot and killed, but they're strong. They all wear bulletproof vests, but Maria Hill, when she's in the field, she can't wear a bulletproof vest. I,
0: Dude, number one gripe from that episode. Why are you (laughs) going to stop a terrorist attack and you're going to go in your Sunday leisure outfit? I don't disagree.
1: Yeah,
2: but uh, you know, speaking of Maria Hill, we do have that small scene where we get her casket. We we meet her mom, and it's just another scene where the mom is saying, don't let this be for nothing. She trusted you to Fury. Just hammering it home that this is a Fury-centric show. He's down and out now, quote-unquote, whether we believe it or not. And he's gonna—he'll get back to his prime.
1: Bittersweet that it was so early in this series that they killed her off, but like I—I th- I think they gave her a good send-off. I agree.
0: Chances of Fury knowing this was all going to go down, and planted a blood packet on <laughs> Maria Hill's chest before she got—we've
2: seen crazier, dude.
0: Yeah, no. Really? So Maria Hill's like done, done, right?
2: I would say so. Colby oh, yeah. Smolders was talking about how she was surprised it didn't leak and she was also joking how she's been in the mcu for like 38 years and the lady was like you're actually 39 and she's like yeah but it feels that way i've been in like 11 movies so i've had my time it's okay that i'm dead again you, she could be lying everyone lies in the mcu just because they're told to but yeah. i think it's it's important i think it's important she's actually dead i think it means a lot to the show that she's actually dead i would agree And
1: going along those lines, when graphic was moving through the butcher shop, man, that shoots a guy straight in the face. And then he goes through. We're seeing blood splattering when he's like stabbing people. This is like a different Marvel. It really it really does seem like it. They've kind of like stepped towards the PG-13, which is nice to see killing Mm -hmm. people off. I respect it. Marvel hats off to
0: you. They got some sexual sexual scenes with samuel l jackson kissing oh, i'm sorry nick fury kissing his wife which
2: <laughs> sexual sexual <laughs>
0: sexual sexual scene dude i mean it's nick Fury; he makes everything sexy you ever see shaft oh my god everything oh, yes of course everything he did in that movie was sexy so again with this with this his wife i think it was vara i'm not completely sure Vara was the one who introduced graphic to him way back in the flashback now she okay. did They did zoom in on her ring that she was wearing in the flashback. So Mm -hmm. I was looking for that to see if she was wearing it or or something along those lines as an identifier. Um, But, I mean, I think I genuinely was taking it as Nick Fury is in love with this woman, Vara, and they just live a secluded life together. Now, what just doesn't make sense is was she down here the whole time or was she up there with him and when he came down she also came down
1: yeah it's true i think it's, she was down the whole time
2: i believe she was down as well yeah. oh that was such I a don't casual walk-in and kiss
1: i don't yeah i think she's a cool chick who's just like gets understands the deal also she lives a lot longer yeah, than she's him. A, she's so, time a scroll, is, so that was like a month. Time is relative. But also, yeah, I don't think you get a plus one for the top secret space station aerospace defense mechanism. He's Nick Murray.
0: Or Nick Murray, He's <laughs> Nick Nick Murray yeah. bro.
1: <laughs> He's Nick Murray, Nick.
2: Nick Murray. He's, Nick. He's
1: Fury to you, Paul. You've called yeah. him Nick a couple times, actually.
2: I call him Nicky, dude. But Little yeah, Nicky. that's so funny. And <sighs> There's something with Silo and I'm not going to talk about it because we don't know if our listeners are caught up. But I just had another conversation for Silo with Tyler, my co-host for that friend of the pod, where it was very interesting that we were taking things two different ways. And I'm like this with you guys. I watched that with the lens that he was walking into a scenario where he has no idea his wife is a scroll. And like we said earlier, I like either way. Like either one's fine because if he married a scroll, that just proves everything he's been saying and that he is to be trusted and that he <laughs> Paul and that he will be sympathetic and he is sympathetic to the scrolls. It's just for whatever reason he hasn't been able to do what he promised. The other way is just beating them down even more that he finds out there's a million scrolls in hiding. He finds out that there's just scrolls inseminated throughout the earth. And you like that, Paul? And now the great Nick Fury has no idea that his own wife is a scroll. I don't I made that YouTube video fully believing that my guess was that she was a scroll only based on the fact that she was being introduced into the MCU as someone who didn't exist in the comics. And I just thought it was perfect for another to introduce her early, to keep beating him down so that he can have that glorious come up when it's time. But again, either way works for me
1: and artificially bring in a scroll that would be important to be revealed as a scroll. I, I do agree that that would be a smart thing for them to do. Um but, yeah, I just completely read it the wrong way. Hey, that's why we do a podcast. Well, you don't know if it's right? the wrong way. That's you don't true. Know. It could <laughs> be me. <laughs> a, a different way. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah. hey,
2: that's why we do the podcast, right? Yeah, exactly. So any parting shots before we end this episode?
1: Honestly... Th- this show's getting me very interested in the MCU. I'm glad they're doing something different and it, it's really working for me. So, and I'm expecting it to be all rise through the next four episodes cuz this felt like just kind of the setup.
0: Yeah, I'm just waiting for like the real big reveal that, you know, the unmasking of somebody who you know, we thought was a regular human this whole time. Exactly what you're saying, Jimmy. Like one of the yeah. big shockers that literally are like, no way. So, um, still waiting on that. But I mean, I just love the fact that no matter what scene you watch, unless you saw like one continuous shot of them walking into that scene, you can't trust that anybody is yeah. not who they say they are. So
2: they proved it multiple times in episode one where. Gravic was changing into the different people as he is just moving out of eyesight. We saw that Gaia disappeared, almost lost the bags, two people go off. I mean, they do it a million times, so you can't trust anybody. I think that they're doing a great job at making this Disney Plus show important. I was watching a video... Um, of another person who reviews Marvel stuff, and I kind of agree with what he was saying. He was saying that it's been a while since he felt like the Disney Plus shows really, really mattered to the whole canon of the MCU. Like he was saying, he remembered, and I remember, and we remember how important WandaVision was as it was coming out. When we're like, dude, this is going to be the biggest thing ever, it's going to shake up the MCU, it could be House of M, and blah blah blah. And we don't need to go into what it turned into, but. It was important, and everybody talked about it. And then as it went on, these were good shows. Fat Dubs was great. Hawkeye was great. What if? We had fun with all of them. But this is the first show in a while where it seems like it's appointment television. If you're a big fan of the MCU, you can't miss this. You need to know what's going on, and it's going to affect the MCU. I actually am very biased. I loved Secret Invasion, the comic. And I think, personally, that Kang could have been pushed to phase 7, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, whatever. And Secret Invasion could have been one of the big phase finishers for, you know, whatever phase they want to do it. Because they're doing great. But, I, I mean, it just the fact that you can involve... Avengers and X-Men and Fantastic Four and whatever. Not that they exist in the MCU right now, but being able to involve everybody in this scenario seems big enough to me that it could have been a movie. Now you have to decide. Kevin Feige knows what he's doing. You have to decide, like, do you want to make your... Comics are different because comics have existed for a long, long, long time, and you could rewrite whatever you want. Do you want to decide... Hey, Captain America was a scroll this entire time, or Iron Man was, or Thor was. That's movie stuff that you can't really change once you make that decision. So I think they probably made the right decision to do this, and it's going to be things like the NATO leader, and the prime minister, and maybe the president, and maybe Rhodey, and things like that. But they're not, I don't think they're going to go far enough where it's a major player.
0: Not happy. But we'll see.
2: Not a uh, Shooter McGavin. Happy Hogan's a good choice. People were talking about Happy Hogan as maybe a, a scroll. Um, would, I mean,
1: Power Broker, uh, Sharon Carter, would be a good choice, I think. She just
2: makes sense. I just, yeah, I just and think she, we talked about that. And we want to be validated on that theory, so just do it, I agree. please, for us. Do um, we want? I, go ahead. Yeah. No, No. go ahead. No, I was. I didn't have anything good. Okay. Do we want to play our game real quick? Do we pick our scroll and then roll out?
1: Pick our scroll or like who we think is most sus for yeah. being a scroll. Oh, president. Okay.
2: Um,
0: Dave also had the president. So he did. Dave's yep.
1: not here right now.
0: All right. You know what? You guys <laughs> I am base. the new Dave. You well, if you guys are the same team, you just drafted the same player twice.
1: I'm a super scroll now. I have taken the powers of Dave. Hmm. He has we no have powers. genetically
2: enhanced Dave or Brian with Dave's genes. Mm-hmm. yes i love it so i got president
1: you, you're you next take roadie i dare you
0: no i already have roadie from episode one but i'm going to take maria hill's mom i think she <laughs> okay <laughs> no, i'm just kidding um i kind of want to <laughs> take i kind of want to take happy like i know he's not in the show can we just do that though can we just take Who you not... want bro all right cool i'm taking happy um, because, I don't know, I feel like that would just be a great intertwined into everything.
2: I think because of the whole Nick thing, I really want to say Rody but because you already have him chosen. um, the, Actually, before I make my choice, Brian, my question to you is, I know that the president is the president, so, you know, he probably is too important to be a part of the council, but would that be your reasoning why he wasn't there during the council with like the prime ministers and stuff if he was a secret scroll i haven't gotten that far in the theory but sounds okay. good to me <laughs> i mean i like the theory that he's a scroll just <laughs> because yeah, yeah thanks I, for I, explaining I, it for me Appreciate yeah it. I, I like the theory that he's a scroll too just because we know that he is going to be replaced uh, harrison ford is going to be the president in thunderbolt ross is going to be the president in the mcu very soon so mm-hmm. for some reason that president is either going to get you know, out of office, whether he's not elected again, or he's a scroll or he's killed or whatever it is. So the fact that if he's a scroll, that's an easy out. Um, I don't care. I'm going roadie just so we can end this pod because I like that. The Nick thing. I don't want to, um, start bullshitting stuff again, but if that's all we got guys, episode two is done. We have four more episodes. We're having a blast covering the secret invasion. Maybe we'll have Dave. We'll have Zach, the comic guy. We're we're gonna have a we're gonna have a million people if we if if they want to. But we have our OG squad ready to go here. We got but Brian. Are back. Got any Paul of back. them scrolls? Are they scrolls, man? That's the question. I don't even know if I trust you guys. You're t- sitting here telling me that that Fury's wife isn't on the other side. Is part of the rebellion? If we're scrolls, the then rebellion? we.
1: Ha- if we are scrolls, then
2: we have been since Fat dub, So. Yeah, Just... not WandaVision though we all dealt with the WandaVision bullshit and then we got oh opposed. yeah that
1: was that was all of us for real Yeah. <laughs> anyway continue with your rant anyway
2: guys if you like what you heard follow us at BingetownTV.com if you are listening on the Secret Invasion feed then please hit that subscribe button but also don't forget that we are a TV podcast that covers a lot of TV shows you could find all of it on our TV feed all you have to do is search TV on any of your favorite podcast apps or just go to binstowntv.com You can find us on any of our socials at Bingetown TV. Join our Discord server. We want to talk theories with you with, for Secret Invasion. We want to talk about all of our TV shows that we're covering, even if they're not on anymore. Yellowjacket, Succession, Silo that has its finale. We want to talk about it all. The Discord link will be in the bio of, or the description of the pod. Once again, guys, we are Bingetown TV. Who do you trust? And thank you so much for listening.
0: Not Jimmy. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.